Hello, your host Maria Scruggs here, happy to be with you today. Welcome to the Recovery Voice Podcast. We are in the doldrums of winter. As I record this, it is a gloomy day in Chicago. The holidays are over, for better or worse, and with them have gone away the twinkly lights and the quote-unquote cheer. In the northern hemisphere, it is the thick of winter, and with it, longer nights, shorter days, and less sunshine in general. In this episode, we will examine seasonal affective disorder and what we can do to manage it. According to the Mayo Clinic website, seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. SAD, or seasonal affective disorder, begins and ends at about the same time every year. If you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms start in the fall and continue into the winter months sapping your energy and making you feel moody. It doesn't happen often, but SAD can cause depression in the spring or early summer. Some of those symptoms of SAD are very similar to those of major depressive disorder. These include feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy, having problems with sleeping, either sleeping too little or too much, experiencing changes in your appetite or weight, feeling sluggish or agitated, having difficulty concentrating, feeling hopeless, worthless, or guilty, having different thoughts, having frequent thoughts of death or suicide. If you experience this quote-unquote winter blues, remember that you don't have to go it alone. Reach out to your doctor and explain your symptoms. There are treatments for SAD. These may include light therapy, which is also called phototherapy, medications, and psychotherapy. I experience SAD in addition to major depression. It means that the winter months are especially rough for me, even though I am already on medications and attending psychotherapy. When I explained this to my psychiatrist, she recommended that I try a light therapy box. These light therapy boxes are very powerful full-spectrum lamps that mimic sunlight, minus the UV rays. These lamps are super bright, but they have been proven to help with SAD. The light has to reach your eyes, but don't look at it directly. It is painful. They are that bright. When the light reaches your eyes, it does something that helps recalibrate the circadian rhythm and help with the sleeping patterns. My doctor recommended use of these lamps in the morning to signal that the to signal the body that it is time to wake up. The circadian rhythm, by the way, is an internal mechanism we all have in our bodies that regulates sleep-wake cycles. My lamp is a Verilux that I got from the VA pharmacy, but you can get other light therapy boxes on Amazon and specialty shops. You could also check through your insurance to see if maybe they can help defray the cost of an SAD lamp. Another thing that helps is vitamin D supplementation. One of the many benefits of careful sunlight exposure is that we get vitamin D from it. When this exposure to sunlight is reduced, be it because it is winter or because we spend most of our time indoors or whatever other reasons, we may not be getting enough vitamin D. Studies have shown that a, drop, that a drop in vitamin D is not good for your bones or your mood. Talk to your doctor about vitamin D supplementation. Work with them to decide if it is a good idea for you and how much you should take. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, which means it stays in the fatty cells within our body. 
And this means that the vitamin D can stay in our body for a very long period of time, and too much vitamin D can be toxic. A blood test can determine if your vitamin D levels are low. What are some things that help SAD? Keeping a regular sleep schedule, careful sunlight exposure, exercise regularly, a balanced diet, and reaching out to others. We are not meant for isolation, but we are meant for community. Keeping a regular sleep schedule will help your circadian rhythms running smoothly. Also, keeping a regular sleep schedule is good for general health and mental health. When we get a good night's sleep, we allow our bodies to restore themselves. This is key for some hormones and other regulating systems we have. Lack of sleep has been linked to poor mental health and it definitely doesn't help physical ailments. Careful sunlight exposure. What do I mean by that? I mean, get outside and get some sun. It will help your circadian rhythm and your vitamin D levels, but follow the American Dermatologic Association guidelines for sun exposure. Too much sun exposure has been linked to skin cancers. Remember that the sun's rays are strongest between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. If your shadow is shorter than you are, seek shade. Wear protective clothing such as lightweight long sleeve shirts, pants, and a wide-brimmed hat and sunglasses when possible. Generously apply a broad-spectrum water-resistant sunscreen with an SPF of 30 or higher. Broad-spectrum sunscreen provides protections from both UVA and UVB rays. And use it whenever you are going to be outside, even on cloudy days. Harmful rays go right through the clouds. Reapply sunscreen every two hours or after swimming or sweating. Avoid tanning beds. Ultraviolet light from tanning beds can cause skin skin cancer and premature skin aging. Remember, tanning is a sign that your skin has been injured. Exercise regularly. Exercise is the most widely available antidepressant. Physical activity is being recognized as an effective tool for treating and preventing depression. Numerous studies provide consistent evidence that physical activity boosts happiness and prevents future depression. There is also growing evidence that even very moderate levels of physical activity can prevent future depression. For example, walking 20 to 30 minutes a day, which adds up to just over 2 to 3 hours per week. A balanced diet helps us obtain the nutrients that our body needs to keep itself healthy. It also gives us fuel and energy to get through the day, especially when we are increasing our physical activity. Reaching out to people. Like I said earlier, we are meant for community, not isolation. If you're feeling sad, reach out to others. It is well known that sharing our burdens makes them lighter. Find friends or relatives that are willing to lend an ear. Reach out to a trusty therapist therapist, and tease out your feelings. Find a Facebook group but don't go it alone. And I also want to throw in managing bad stress. When we are overstressed, we are more likely to fall into a rut. There are numerous studies that show how bad stress is linked to all sorts of bad things in our bodies, from lowered immune systems to mental health issues. A certain amount of stress is good and normal. That's why there's a differentiation between good and bad stress. Generally speaking, good stress is the stress that keeps you going. And bad stress is the one that is just overwhelming and feels like your hair is about to fall off or maybe makes you feel like pulling your hair out. 
questions, comments, be sure to go over to the Recovery Voice Podcast website at www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com slash podcast and invite a friend or relative to listen in. Be sure to follow me on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts or anywhere you've listened to podcasts. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at recovery underscore voice. That's recovery underscore voice. Did you find value in this podcast? Help support this podcast at www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com slash support and buy me a cup of tea to keep going. www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com slash support and you will find the button to donate to keep this podcast going. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.